Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network on this Field of Friday. As we are in the middle of uh, combine season right now at the NFL, I feel like there are three guys that are getting a lot of attention at the quarterback position. I'll be looking for that big Phoenix. Right. Mm. Michael Panix being one of them. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy being the other and Bo Nix. Both three guys that are outside of Caleb Williams, right? Well, it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. Everybody thinks that they'll go and, you know, Caleb's going to go one and then it'll either be Jaden or Drake, two or three. That's kind of what everybody is feeling right now or most people are feeling right now. You feel it? Uh, But the other three quarterbacks are also getting a lot of conversation around them, you know? Of course, man. And I I just... I, I know why, and uh, there are a lot of teams out there that need them. I'm, I was kind of, you know, just scrolling, uh, scrolling through X just to see what fans out there are thinking, and I see a lot of Viking fans that want Michael Penix to be drafted by the Vikings. I see a lot of Steeler fans. I see also a lot of Patriots fans saying draft Marvin Harrison Jr., then dra- trade back into the first round, and then go get Michael Penix. Yeah, well, these are fans talking. I know. Right? Uh, listen, but fans know their stuff. I know, but I mean, let's say. But it's the, 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 do we know what they're the Patriots are actually thinking? You know, like I told you, like I told you last year about Michael Penix in particular, that I had not really seen much of him nor heard much about him, and then I saw a couple of his games, and I was asking Phil uh, about Michael Penix, and then he gave me the whole lowdown that he was the highest recruit going to Indiana, and he blew out his knee, and then they got somebody else, and then he transferred. I mean, like he you know, like knew the whole story. You know, I really became interested, and I watched a lot of his games over the last two years. And I, I don't know, I, I think he's incredibly accurate. I, 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 not too many guys are as accurate as he is. Yeah, and the big thing for him, obviously, the two knocks will be the injuries and how many uh, knee injuries he's had and other things. And then also, the championship game wasn't great, but really, can you blame him too much for that? He played the best team in college football. Uh, if he had torn them up, then that would have been a, a different story. You he know, might be in a top five himself. This is where the individual personal interviews really come in. Well, in the you medical know, records. Right, the medical records, of course. But, you know, look, he just made it through two straight seasons playing quarterback in the Pac-10. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, or Pac-12, whatever the hell they called themselves. I it, my, my thing is, is that the last two years, he looked great. They look fantastic. So whatever injuries he had to deal with, he seemed to bounce back relatively quickly and didn't get injured again. So that's a good thing. But I, you know, this is where you have to sit down, interview these kids, talk to them, find out what kind of guys they are. Yes, go through all the intelligence tests and all the cognitive tests and all that other stuff, and then kind of make a decision as to because I think that a lot of these guys are close. Yeah, I mean, there uh, there's a couple of teams out there that I think are fascinating of what they do when they have said that they have committed to a certain guy and have talked this person up, but you know that they could do better probably. Uh, one of those teams is right here in New York with the New York Giants. When you're talking about this second tier, you know, like what you said about the New England Patriots, okay, you know, draft Michael Penix later in the draft. Well, the Giants could do something like that later in the draft as well if they wanted to bring in another quarterback because I truly believe, I'm going to reiterate this point over and over and over again. If you're going to go down as a general manager and a head coach, 
you at least want to go down with the guy that you picked. Unless the owner is telling you you're playing with the guy that I want you to go down with. <laughs> okay, you but the I'm owner's going to be the one that fires him. Right, I know. I, I just think that, you know, in this case, the way that this sounds, and I guess tomorrow is going to be quarterback day at the Combine, you know, when this when this starts to go down and starts to unfold in April, it's going to be really interesting to see if a team gets a little bit nervous and wants to jump back up into a certain spot to grab one of these kids. You know, that's like, I think most people are saying, well, Bo Nix is probably going to be a second rounder. Jay, you know, everybody's wondering, why is all this conversation around J.J. McCarthy all of a sudden? Like, what did yeah. he do that really distinguished himself other than winning a championship at Michigan? Sure. Which he did, and he played well, but he didn't have to throw as much as these other guys because Michigan had a great defense. Yeah. I mean, also another one of these teams, too, that would be really interesting to me if they went down that route again is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, so they've got Mason Rudolph, who is uh, a guy that stepped in, played very well for them at the end of the year, who's a free agent. They got Kenny Pickett, who they just drafted a couple of years ago. And Omar Khan came out, the general manager out there, basically did that whole thing about, oh, yeah, we have full faith in Kenny. Same stuff that Joe Shane said about Daniel Jones. But actions speak louder than words. True. And we're going to find out what these guys really think about their quarterbacks in the draft. And this is a time of year where, you know, let's face it, a lot of guys... You know, when I'm just GMs and scouts, this is where they fall in love with a lot of these players. You know, and then you, as you go into the draft, then you start having all the leaks and all the crap that comes out to try to either disparage a guy so maybe he falls lower and then you take him. I mean, that, there's all that kind of crap that goes on here to all the games behind the scenes. But I, I know watching, I probably have watched about, 12 of Penix's games over the last two years. And every single game, he had a great game with the exception of the national championship game. All right, so if you had the, let's just say, 20th overall pick and you needed a quarterback and Michael Penix was still there, using that pick on him? Uh, I would I would definitely consider doing that, yes. What is What is the, I mean, I guess you have to find out how everybody evaluates him, but if a team took him at 10, I wouldn't think that was crazy. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, you look at his numbers, man. He threw for, what, 10,000 yards in two years? Yeah, I mean... I mean, his numbers are just off the charts. If things go the way that they have in the draft for a number of years, one of those top three guys is going to be a total bust, and one of these other guys that we're talking about is going to be a star. Right. At least, at the very least. So, will it be... Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels, that will be the bust? Or will it be, you know, uh, Penix or Bo Nix or McCarthy or who else am I missing in there uh, that will be a superstar? So I uh, I cannot wait to see where these guys go. It, you I know, really can't wait to see what the Giants do. I got to say it's fascinating. And, again, watching Penix, I know he's left-handed, so it's hard for people to wrap their head around watching a left-hander throw the ball. But very few... Very few non-spirals. And I think that due in large part to the size of his hand. And the NFL football is a hell of a lot easier to throw than the college football. Yeah, I've heard you say that, which is be really interesting to see Penix throw that NFL football at the combine. Larry in Las Vegas. What's going on, Larry? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, Boomer on the Daniel Jones. I, he seems like he's, you know, he's a smart guy. He fixed the fumbling. He fixed the sliding. The only thing that needs to be fixed is his telegraphing his, his throws and looking away. Maybe he can wear those glasses that have the fake eyeballs in them. <laughs> like he's looking the other way. But it's because even in yeah. his interviews, he locks up and he just stares off to space. Can't you guys do something to you or uh, Phil Sims can teach him to look to the left while he's throwing to the right? <laughs> you know what? I would say this, Larry. I appreciate it. Um, Daniel Jones got more problems than that. And, and the two biggest problems for him is that two out of the last three years, he didn't make it through the season. And one was a neck injury. And it came back. I think it came back again this year to some point. Yeah. But then he ended up blowing out his knee. Mm-hmm. So he's got to stay on the field. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to fix is durability. And I, what I worry about is worry. I worry about like we're sitting here talking about Michael Penix and his injuries. It seems like he's passed those injuries, and the game of football means so much to that kid that he went through all the rehabs, all the you know the twice blown out knees, 
and having to go through that twice to now ascend to where he's at. That kind of tells you a little something about his character. I sure. Think. But, I mean, if he ends up having another one of those injuries, is that it for him? Because he said stuff like that in the past about how the second knee injury, it was like, man, do I even want to play anymore? It's 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 definitely rolling the dice with someone who's already got. But we were saying the same stuff about Tua. True. When he came out, lefty as well, and he had his uh, he had that whole hip uh, injury and, and surgery. Yeah, and he had the high ankle sprain surgery, whatever that. Then he was. had the concussions during playing right. a couple years ago, and then he came back last year, played seventeen games, played great, was in the uh, the MVP conversation probably until the last month of the season. Yeah. And worked on his lower half, and you could see that he was bigger. I uh, interviewed uh, Alec Ingold. He was uh, their their fullback from Miami, and I was asking about he was, he wasn't he? He was their um, representative for the Walter man of the year. Man of the yes, year. yes, yep. great, great guy, man. Oh my God, you talk about unbelievably educated, smart, understands what's going on. Uh, loves his coach Mike McDaniel and loves his quarterback. He couldn't say he couldn't have gushed more about either one guy. You know, either guy. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and he was uh, featured prominently on Hard Knocks. You could see how they love him in that locker they room, They do. Too. Absolutely love that. And, guy. you know, the I asked him about, you know, game plan day. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come in there and you get the game plan for the game that you're getting ready to play at the end of the week. Yeah. And, you know, these, the amount of surprises that Mike McDaniel has for guys. Like, just the different things that keep things fresh. Uh, this is what you're doing this week, by the way. Yeah, his off season has to be his his wife, Mike McDaniel's wife, has to be like, oh god, like we got to go through another off season where things fell apart. Because remember, the previous year they lost, lost every game in December. You know, lost to a Skylar Thompson was played the playoff game and they lost that to the Bills. Then this year they fell apart again too. Had a whole bunch of injuries on defense. That's right. And they you know ended up. I mean, they were tracking to a, a two seed, maybe even a one seed, and they fell apart. And that is, is a, a team that needs home field advantage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's go to uh, Pete in Brooklyn. What's going on, Pete? Hey, good morning, boys. Hey, what's, what's happening, happening, Pete? Hey, boom. Do you think the league took notice of, you know, the whole San Francisco 49er situation the last couple of years where they chased the shiny penny with Trey Lance, they traded up, gutted draft picks, it blew up in their face, and they actually did pretty darn well with Mr. Irrelevant in the sixth round? Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know that um, because, you know, Anthony Richardson came out of nowhere. Now, he was a great athlete, don't get me wrong, and so was Trey Lance, by the way. Mm-hmm. But when you see Anthony Richardson up close and personal, you're like, oh, my God, this is like the next coming of uh, Josh Allen. Cam Newton, maybe. Cam Newton, well, whatever. But, I mean, big, strong athlete that right. can run like the wind, and you can build an offense around him, and Shane Steichen can build that offense as he did around Jalen Hurts, who probably is not the same type of athlete as Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson is on another planet when it comes yep. to that yep so i don't necessarily know trying to answer that question directly that the nfl has learned anything they want the best athletes and the best players and the most committed players that they possibly can find at every position but more so those attributes really count for the quarterback yeah i mean in zach wilson i say it all the time he was an out of nowhere guy we were saying it at that time and i, I don't know how many times we talked about them losing out on the trevor lawrence pick when they beat the Rams and all our focus went to Justin Fields and how we were going to watch him and then it turned out to be Zach Wilson. Uh, Super rookie in the Bronx. What's going on, super rookie? Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. What's happening, super rookie? All right. I've been working with the Transit Authority now for over 29 years and let me tell you something. This congestion pricing, it's nothing but a farce, my friend. Oh, yeah, we know. I mean, we know we've been railing against it. So why? give me some reasons why you believe from the inside it's a farce. Okay, well, let's put it this way. Only 2% of the revenue that's brought in by the New York City Transit Authority actually goes to the TW Local 100 members that are the actual workforce of the Transit Authority. 2%. So where's the other 98% going? Okay, well, you have 33% of that going to their, their debt that they collected for over the years, and the transit system's been over for 100 years. Their infrastructure's been crumbling, but the useless spending that they've been doing and the people that have been, giving, been receiving money from the transit authority that never should have gotten it, they're the ones that it's misappropriation of the funding. 
How else can they fix this this problem where this thing is just a total black hole where money gets poured into and you can never get out of the debt, never get out of their issues? Geo, I hear what you're saying, but it's not a black hole. A black hole is uh, is is a form that that will never end. It's more I equate it to it in an abyss. It's an abyss where sooner or later the bottom has got to come up, and you know somebody's going to see the light. What's going on is that nobody opens up the transit authority books. They don't even know which set of books they're using. <laughs> <laughs> so they have no clue. And then we have people within the organization and we have politicians who claim that they're, they, they're there for the, the working class people mm. to help them. But in, in other words, they're the same ones that are taking the money from the transit authority. Wow. I mean, so what do you think? Uh, what do you think about Mayor Adams and what he's telling you? Okay, first of all, Mayor Adams stood up there at, at one of our functions and told us that he was one of us. That, you know, he's he's one of us, and he gave us PPE when we were going through COVID. That was a flat-out lie because he didn't come into the transit. He didn't come into the mayor until 2022, and COVID started in 2019. Well, 2020. Well, well actually, believe it or not, Boomer, it started in 2019 in December because I was screaming on top of my lungs that the New York City Transit Authority wasn't providing us with proper PPE which is property protect, uh, uh, personal yeah, personal protection. protection. Yes, yes, we know. And we were screaming for, about that from the beginning. I even sent a letter <laughs> to the Transit Authority in regards to that matter, and we were told that we couldn't wear masks at that time. You know, Super Rookie, you are right, because I do remember us calling my son Gunner in regards to me getting sick and us getting ready to go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I think that was either in December or January before we had the full-on hit of COVID here. That is correct. Correct. And yes. if you remember, Cuomo sit there and he, he turned around, went to the Nourishell and, and shut it down because one of the outbreaks started in Nourishell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was patient zero was up there. All right, so is is there anything that can stop congestion pricing from happening it's very simple if the people start paying their fares because the whole thing here is in the transit system alone the fares are not being collected people are working on the trains and the buses and that's lost revenue and the transit authority knows about it i equate that to the same as steroid use in the major league baseball when it was rampant it is rampant within the transit system. Nobody's doing nothing about it. The transit authorities claiming that they're doing this and they're doing that, but they're not. We have a group, a division called the Eagle Squad that is supposed to be out here to enforce the fares. They're never around, especially in the Bronx, where our pension is based on a fare box. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting. So instead of, uh, let's see this. So the people underground are not paying their fair share. So let's stick it to the people above ground. Right. And then on top of that, you know, we're sitting there and it's amazing how they come across all these millions of dollars. I'm talking about the mayor himself for the migrants, but they can't turn around and come up with millions of dollars to help the infrastructure of the transit authority so that people wouldn't have to pay the congestion pricing. Yeah. Preach, and super rookie. Alone, preach. It's going to kill the businesses in lower Manhattan. We have a depot in Quill, in Quill Depot named after one of our founding fathers that we have members that actually work out of there and they have to pay to go to work. Yeah, super rookie. This is uh this is thank you for calling for the information and presenting it in a way that was uh able to everybody should be able to understand and it is yeah, I mean the situation is as bad as it gets. And then when you do make that comparison, some people say it's not apples to apples, I believe that it is when you're talking about funding and and the the hotels and the food and the the migrant crisis that's going on here in New York City and then you know people who are driving into work getting banged left and right by the city just to be able to come in here and work with congestion pricing I mean you just feel like a sucker you feel like a total total sucker ass sucker sucker like. ass sucker I like that yeah that's what you feel like I mean, when I'm going to be paying that congestion pricing, when that starts, when whatever, it's going to, every time that I come into the city and my tires hit the pavement in Manhattan, I'm going to be thinking, sucker ass sucker. That's what I am. Sucker ass sucker. Yep, that's what it is. Total disaster. Total disaster. It's amazing because if you, if you do follow some of the stuff and some of the spending that New York City does and what they spend it on, I mean, you know, you're talking billions of dollars for non-citizens mm -hmm. yeah and it's just it's it's just a, it's a going to be another black hole or an abyss 
as Super Rookie pointed out. That's right. Yeah. And it just it goes on and on and on. And these are people that you vote for that you'd like to think that they're going to be following the policies that make the most sense. And none of this stuff makes any sense. Right, yes. Yeah. Right. Real quick, Greg and Paramus. Greg, what's happening? Hey, guys. What's going on, man? What's okay. up, Greg? I want to I take you back on my colleague's comment about MTA. I, too, work for MTA. Been there for 35 years. And um, first of all, this congestion pricing thing is a scam. The politicians created this. If you go on 8th Avenue, you have six lanes that have now been truncated down to two lanes. You got the bike rack, the city bike racks, another farce. Then now you have the bike lanes. Then now you have a, a parking lane that can only park two or three cars. So now, what do you think is going to happen? 14th Street. You can't even drive on 14th Street. Congestion pricing. So you want the workers, the people who built this city, to actually pay for your financial albatross. That's insane. As far as the mayor be one of us, no, you're not. You're just another politician trying to milk working class of New York City. Yeah, isn't the MTA also run by the governor? Uh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. When the governor says he's coming to take a look, let's say, example, of the control center, he tells us. So now, oh, let's clean this up. Let's fix this. Don't tell us you're coming. Just pop up. It's a sham. It's what, and my colleague was right about the sets of books. Oh, which set of books we put this in? Book A or book B? The workers of MTA are not being protected at all. We had a conductor the other day who almost had his head cut off while we're doing his job. But the subways are safe? No, they're not. So how, all right, who, who can fix it and how? Well, first of all, you know what? This place needs an enema. Clean house. You can't get rid of everybody, but they need an independent arbitrator to come take a look and clean up because the problems are there. You can't help but see it. Yeah, well, you know, we also had we had we also had problems with the New York City Housing Authority. Authority, yeah. NYCHA. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So anything Mother, that New York State government or New York City government gets involved in seems like it becomes yeah, it a problem, right? Yep. No, it's like um, the movie. Well, I forgot the name of the movie, but they say the right things they want to hear, what the people want to hear, mm-hmm. so they can get voted into office. Was in the office? Oh well. Talk to you in four years. Oh, well. Oh, that's right. The fares are going up. Yeah, for infrastructure. Wait a minute. Didn't you just get some money from the federal government? This umpteen billions of dollars? What happened to that money? And that's the question that people don't ask. It's misappropriation of funds. There you go. Yeah, listen, Greg, thank you for the call. Yeah, I mean, I... People are frustrated, man. People are getting frustrated and getting angry. I might dedicate my life to this, getting in those MTA books. What do you think? Oh, you don't want to get into yeah. those books, you know. <laughs> Sir, bend over. <laughs> right. Yeah. When is it supposed I mean, to start again? Soon, right? I mean, it is just it it is just such a mess and there's so much bureaucracy and so many people that are working in government and it's layers and layers and layers and layers of people. Yep. And who gets screwed? The well, the working the working person, right? Who's right coming, yes. who actually goes in, pays his taxes, right. pays her taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you take uh, you know public transportation or you drive your own car and you pay for parking, you probably don't want to be working here, but you're doing it and you're here because <laughs> you have no. And now, no. now the MTA has turned you into a sucker ass sucker. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Quick break. Get Jerry in here in just a couple of minutes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let me tell you. You're my little boo thing. So I'll give a hoot what you do say, girl, I know. You're a little too tight. I'll be shooting that shot like 2K, girl, I know. We're in GL on this Feel Good Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Coming in for a landing on this Friday morning. Uh, Al and Eddie just had about 65 people in the control room. I don't know what that was about. It was tremendous. I just, I just said to Boomer, I was like, I just really hope they do not come in here. I do not have the energy <laughs> to pretend that I care. No, so uh, Ivan from 1010 Wins was walking around these uh, students of, uh, you know, they're like communications majors from all around the country that were here for some sort of, I don't know what they were doing. The Barrett Sports Media uh, Conference? Not that, but something oh. like that. They said, uh, he said, uh, do you guys have any advice for these young students? And then he gave them the old, well, oh, if you want to drive a Honda oh, Civic for the rest of your life. Oh, you're a oh, one-trick Eddie, pony, for God's that. sake. The one girl's face, she went like, she made just this distorted, like... <laughs> Yeah. But but it went over well with ninety percent of the audience. Oh, okay. So yeah. you got a laugh. Got, oh yeah, you got a laugh. He said, "If you want to, you know, Honda Civic, he'll, uh, if you want a Lamborghini, not so much." <laughs> oh, Eddie, you're unbelievable. <laughs> Your dreams are terrible. Your dreams are going to die. Get in some other business, please. Can I interest you in independent yarn dyeing? Because <laughs> that's where the moolah really is, <laughs> children. You know what? I mean, he does have a wealth partnership that he works with. Yeah. What's funny is like we were all looking for advice as youngsters, and we all got the advice of don't do this. And we all doing pretty good for ourselves. Yeah, no, I, I, I never got that advice. To not yeah. do it? Yeah. Never once. No, I, I did all the time. From home. Really? Uh, Bob Gelb was one of them. Oh, he's Mr. Misery. That's well, why he I would said, expect. No, Come he on. was. No, he, he said something along the lines of like, it's easier to get into the NBA than it is to be a full time talk show host on WFAN. I mean, he may be right about that. Like, statistically, overall. yeah. yeah. But it was like one of those things. Uh, that was when I was like first here as a producer. You know what I would have done? Anybody would have said that to me. I would just kicked him right in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. You All kick right. him in the nuts and you move on. And then he did the Honda Civic thing to me as well. You know, another one of my things was during the internship. So I, I assume you want to be on on the air, and everybody ninety eight percent said yes. And I said, of course, nobody wants to be the next Eddie Scissori. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom and dad were at a wedding when I was going to school to want to be on the radio, and there was a guy DJing the wedding who worked at CBS FM. So my mom was like, oh, I'm going to talk to him about my son wants to be in radio. And I still have his in, his uh, business card, and on the back he said, do not do this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? That's amazing. Uh, I will say that we, we, the five of us, are pretty lucky. We've made it to... Uh, number one morning show in New York City. It's great, and uh, but it's taken a while for us to get here for different reasons. Uh, you guys were a little bit more focused on this than I was. I had a little bit of a distraction in my life early on, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, nobody was going to tell me I couldn't do something. Sure. Yeah. The, the famous story I tell about my bass teacher up at Ithaca when I told him I was transferring out of music education and going into radio, he goes, well, that's not going to work out for you, is it? <laughs> his exact line. That is fascinating. Henry yeah. Newbert was his name. Well, that's not going to happen. My guidance counselor at Jersey City State College said, you know what the great thing about it is? There's no cap on what you can make. Like, he was so positive. He goes, you're not yeah. going to make much to begin, but you never yeah, know where they, it could but go. But the point, you never know. That's right. right. Look at you. Now you got Reco Sports. Right. 
And you've you've right. branched out into many different areas. You had a school once. I did. Well, yeah, not I a mean, school, but but yeah, you did a lot of stuff. I like doing stuff. Yes. When, when you had that school, did you give out diplomas? It wasn't a school. Uh, we did do certificates. Yes, you did. Yes, certificates of completion. That's correct. Just a certificate of completion. That is right. I'm just picturing you bopping in here, going, "There's no cap on what I can make," and then running into Chernoff. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Think twice. <laughs> Stop that. I will tell you, when I was a part timer, I did think, "Who needs to be on air?" Being like the Mike and the Mad Dog producer or board op, that would be awesome. Or like Lou in the morning. And then when he pulled me in and told me I was going to be full-time board out producer for Joe Boningo, I was very excited. Remember, I asked my father, what do you think I should ask for? Like, what's a good number? He told me, Mark passed the number over. I almost fell over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's Did it start reality. with a one? Uh, no, but it wasn't far off. It started with a two and a very low number after that. Matter of fact, it wasn't a number after that. It was big fat zero. Ah, yeah. yeah. My that's first, about right. Yeah, my first, it was 2007. February 2007, I was hired full-time to be the Wednesday through Sunday uh, night board op. And that was $26,000 in 2007. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got drafted in 1984. got a signing bonus for $650,000. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. It is funny, though, talking about these numbers. But, you know, the thing about it is now, I, I, you know, if I were about 40 years younger... You'd be making I'd be $60 making, million. Dollars. I wouldn't you, be working with and you And you wouldn't guys. be here, no. That's exactly right. But we talk about these salaries, like Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco the other night were talking about young men making a lot of money very quickly. And they're like, you know what it's like to get a $650,000 check every Monday? Nope. No, I don't. <laughs> no. Not at all. But that's their yeah. world. That's yep. their world now, yeah. Which is unbelievable. Uh, do we get paid today, by the way? Is anybody paid We today? did, yeah. Okay, nice. Must Good. be nice not to know or care. <laughs> I love Jim. <laughs> oh, I check. It's got to be there, man. <laughs> I always love. I always like to do that to Jerry. Jerry, we get paid today. <laughs> I did that on purpose because Alan and I just talked about this about how, how you react to that. Oh, because he's, <laughs> he's living so, those two in there with no kids and no responsibilities. It's, it's a different world. No, that's I good don't. for them. <laughs> Great. Uh, Man, hopes and dreams. You're a killer, Eddie. <laughs> you are a killer, right? And you guys say that I'm the pessimist. It ain't me. I'm just living in the real world. He's the dream killer. No, he definitely is. It'd do something else. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. It did. I said if you want to do this, just understand the economic realities. <laughs> is that why Ray Martell was out there? Is that like <laughs> was he the mascot for radio? <laughs> <laughs> we present to you Ray Martell. <laughs> left to sell washing machines for about three years and somehow had to come back here. Right. He ran away from Mike. (laughs) Here's the advice. Marry money. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Speaking of that, did you see the story of the Mexican man who got married? He has money. He was marrying a woman that he was, seems like, very much together with and she was not a gold digger or anything. But his family thought she was and did everything to sabotage the wedding. They even hired guys to throw red cans of paint on her as she walked down the aisle. Really? Yeah. Why? Because they thought she was a gold digger. But there's got to be something else to it. They, well, they, just they, that they were a family of wealth. She was not. They didn't want okay. their son marrying a common folk, if you will. Mm. Very a brutal story, but they did end up getting married. She went home, got changed, and they got married. <laughs> they got changed. <laughs> she this went, is a go-home staying on me now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Warriors beat the Knicks 110-99. Has not been a good run for the Knicks. Uh, Steph Curry had 31 last night. Knicks have dropped seven of their last nine. They're now 35-25. and 25. Jalen Brunson, 27 in the losses. We move on. We will be okay. Keep our spirits up. Keep our confidence up. Um, knowing that we all really work hard individually to be confident and then um just come in the next day be ready to go and um just keep trusting each other just keep chipping away and um can't hit home runs all the time you just keep getting singles all true but they do need to get some guys back og ananobi was cleared to shoot was on the court yesterday but no contact yet and julius randall still not sure when he will be back um jonathan kaminga had 25 in that game uh, as for the nets they beat the hawks 124 to 97 29 for cam johnson he was 10 of 15 from the floor 7 for 11 
from three. Nets had a bunch of threes in this game. Also of note, you had the Spurs beat the Thunder because that was the Wembenyama game against Holmgren. 28 points, 12 rebounds for Wembenyama as the Spurs won by 14, just their 12th win of the season. And the Lakers backed up their win over the Clippers by beating the Wizards in overtime, 134-131. Anthony Davis and LeBron James combined for 71 points in that game. Washington has dropped 13 in a row. I want to get to some of the football here because you have uh, one, Xavier McKinney on the Pat Leonard podcast. Uh, obviously, we know there's been some thought that the Giants could use the franchise tag on him. Who knows where he will be, if he's going to stay here or not. But it certainly does not sound like he wants to leave anytime soon. I'm one of them guys. I like staying uh, you know, on the same team like uh, in my career. Um, you know, That's something... You know, even when I went to Bama, like I never thought about transferring. Um, I'm a guy that you know I'm 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 loyal to the soil. Loyal to the soil, yeah. All right, well, Alabama and the New York Giants the last couple of years, very very different. You know, I, the the thing is though, if I'm these guys, <clears throat> I want to get the free agency, man. I do. I want to see. I want to see what other opportunities there there are out there for me. And you know, if like I'm Saquon Barkley, I mean, God dang it, I want to go somewhere where I can win. Understood. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I would be thinking if I were him, especially when you know that the money is is what is going to be at that position. It's like, let's just have some fun, for God's sakes. Then at the Combine, Drake May and J.J. McCarthy spoke a little while ago. Um, here was May on his interaction with the giant coaches in the front office down there. Yeah, it was, it was good in there. You know, meeting with um, you know, Coach Dave Ball, big fan of him. You know, offensive mind, one of the best. Um, so it's getting there, getting to know those guys. You know, I know Mr. Shane. So uh, it was good in there. It was good in there. He also was talking about knowing Sam Howell and Daniel Jones and growing up in Charlotte, what it was like. and. Uh, excited for the opportunity that's ahead of him. As for J.J. McCarthy, he also met with the Giant coaches and, of course, Joe Shane. What he took from his time inside with them. I really loved how, you know, I drew up a play that, you know, I could run against or run in every situation, third down, fourth down, first and second, all that good stuff. And then, you know, the coaches were kind of changing my verbiage and making it their own. It was really nice to kind of, like, get a feel of, you know, what that offense would be like. And it was actually a lot more simple, so it was good. Are they done with all the exercise, all the... um uh, the, the uh, That's tomorrow. Exercises no, no, they that's do. tomorrow. The quarterbacks go tomorrow. But the right, but they had. I'm, I'm talking about the long jump and the sprints. And that's all that. tomorrow. Even for so they got to do all that stuff too. Not yeah, just go. if they're if they're Jeez. participating. I think they're. I think almost all the guys, with maybe the exception of, I don't know if May is participating in that in the drills. Mm. I know that Caleb Williams is not uh, participating in any of the drills. And did it say he wouldn't take a physical? Yeah, or something like that. Yes. First one ever to not a, go through the medical evaluation. That is odd. Uh, reports say the Vikings have told running back Alexander Madison that he will be released. Reports say a judge has ordered Cowboys owner Jerry Jones to submit a DNA test in a paternity lawsuit brought by a woman that is claiming to be his daughter. More on that in just a moment. Spring baseball coming up today. Mets and Cardinals. Luis Severino makes the start for the Mets. You got the Yankees and the Blue Jays tonight with Garrett Cole starting for the Bombers. The Islanders beat the Red Wings 5-3. to three. Brock Nelson, a couple of goals, giving him 27 on the season. Last hour, we were talking about the first uh, empty net goal of the season for the Isles. Here was Patrick Waugh, who seemed like he couldn't believe it. Because I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Told you but, I mean, it was great, great play by our guys. I mean, we were strong in, 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 you know, in the corners. We compete well, and, and the puck came out, and great patience by, by Simon on, on that play to give a Pierre and a, the empty. Yeah, what I really want to know, though, is could he believe it? <laughs> I know. I that would be a thing. I uh, clipped that part out. <laughs> by the way, uh, <laughs> I have to do it every time. Uh, by the way, I was thinking about the Caleb Williams medical evaluation thing, and my brain shot back to, like, middle school where, because I was thinking, why wouldn't he want to do it? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, reasons why he wouldn't want to do it. And my brain went back to middle school scoliosis tests. Did sure. you guys have to do oh, this? Oh, of course. Where you'd line up and yes. you'd take your shirt off in front of your classmates. You had to stand in front of the gym teacher. How humiliating was that? Now, I was a porky kid, too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take my shirt off yeah. in front of all my classmates and see me jiggling so the gym teacher could check out my spine. <laughs> what the hell was that? I hope they still don't do that. I don't know. I mean, and if you had scoliosis, wouldn't you Wouldn't you be able to tell with the shirt on? My guess, too, would be in this day and age, you're not taking your shirt off in front of everybody. I mean, what the hell was my, that? My guess would be you're not taking your shirt off in front of your, your uh, gym teacher anymore. Oh, yeah. I no mean, more. But, the, like, you'd step in front of it. Yeah, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> Just looking at your spine? Yeah. 
I mean, has anybody been diagnosed by with scoliosis by their gym teacher in sixth grade? Like, what the <laughs> hell? You know what? I don't. Why they st- Why they stop at scoliosis? Why did they just do a colonoscopy? <laughs> <laughs> gym class. Since you're bent over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what the hell? Let me check for lumps in your thyroid. I mean, what was that? This Why? guy's got gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we have to do the scoliosis test? They were looking out for our health. Yeah, that would be interesting. Like if you uh, if you did have some sort of sexual disease and you knew you had it, but you didn't want it to be like found out by the doctors at the NFL or something. You know what I mean? Like if you had something that you didn't want to share with anybody. Yeah, but would that come up on the medical records of herpes? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. At some point, he's going to have to take a physical. Well, he will for the Chicago Bears and the Chicago Bears only. Maybe he's got a reason for not (laughs) doing it. They draft him. He's got gonorrhea. They're not giving him back. (laughs) 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 They drafted him to the blood work. HIV positive. Oh my God. <laughs> what happens then? He plays. <laughs> I mean, my Lord. Yeah. All uh, right. Time now for Moment of the Day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> uh, we obviously just told you about the paternity test for Jerry Jones. He's being ordered to take it to see if he's the father of this 26 year old woman. Geo can't seem to understand how easy it is for some couples to get pregnant. I get that, sure. And Al doesn't get how guys will have sex and not think about the possibility that it could happen. He doesn't think about, like, this woman could possibly get pregnant? That's the part I don't understand. He's rolling the wheel of, you know, he might be hammered, not thinking about it. He's in the moment. He's like, hey, what are the chances that we got ovulation right now? Probably not good. But then he got screwed. That's what happened. <laughs> Literally. But it's like someone like Nick Cannon, I see, with 15 children. Or Tyreek Hill's got a football team at this point, too. <laughs> it's like, how? It's amazing, the fertility of some people. I mean, honestly, Jerry Jones was probably, at that time, you're right. He was probably, it's, those sperm were so cocky at that point in his life. <laughs> it's one thing to dwell on taking it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus, God. Those sperm had just won Super Bowls, and they were popping around. Multiple they were Super Bowls, yeah, you know it. Oh, they were, they, they were going to find that egg no matter what, just like they found the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman of sperm were in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Moment of the day. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> Who would you have too, ever Jared. thought that we would have gotten to that point after the way that you started this morning's program? Yeah. Well, I, I told you, I needed to lance it like a boil. Had to get it out of me. I did. And here we are, 15 minutes away from being released into our wonderful weekend Ooh, on this Feel Good I, I Friday. I just wish those kids were still in here for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> oh. you know, the other side to that, Eddie, is they can listen to that, laugh, and be like, you get paid to do this? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Truth. Yeah, 100%. And then Eddie say, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Boring <laughs> Geo coming you live from the Built Ford Tough Studio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Boomer Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Friday. We were just talking more about scoliosis in the break and how wacky that was, but it was wacky for me in school because I didn't know anybody who had scoliosis or or it was just never a thing. No one got diagnosed with scoliosis, but Eddie's telling me he remembers during his school, like, so how, what are we, 20 years apart, Eddie? We 19 years apart, something like that? Say, yeah, 17. All right, 17 years apart. So in, in that, it was more of a thing when he was in grade school and it was I, he remembers people uh, with back braces and stuff. Yeah, but, I don't really remember that much. I just remember that I had to get under a desk when the fire alarm went off because we were getting like, uh, oh yeah, like the atom bomb was going to get dropped on us. Like an East Islip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I remember my mom used to tell me about that, and she would she went to school in the city, um, so I could understand that. But out in East Islip, I don't think I don't think there was. Oh, yeah, some... It was just a thing that you know, public education. You had to do it. You had right. to go through all the uh, the gyrations and all the practices. Remember the lice test. The lice test. The nurse yep. would look at your hair to see if you had lice. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a weird... That's just weird now, thinking about it. Uh, is lice still a thing? Yep. Kids still have lice? Yep. Yes. Really? Yep. I didn't... I mean, I, I have not... Sabrina, I mean, I'm asking you. I've got the young kids now. I have not... Lice has not been a thing. They get everything else. They get sick. But you it, know could, it could be a thing, though. It could end up being a thing. You just got to be on top of it. That's all. You know, if it is a thing, it's not a big thing to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the CeeLo's probably had lice in his house. He's got everything else in there, you know? Probably- I actually feel like I recall there being a lice in the school situation. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, yeah, well, definitely, 100%. No, with CeeLo, though. Oh, yeah, with CeeLo. Oh. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, yes. <laughs> I don't know where he lives. CeeLo. The germs there Thank took you. over that town, boy. Yes. They do <laughs> not let anybody off the hook. Uh, Lou in Massapequa, what's going on, Lou? Hey, how you doing? What's yeah, up, man? I'm about your age, Gio, and uh, I remember that waiting in line, and I was a skinny thing, so you could see my rib cage and probably my spine pretty well. And I remember the uh, gym teacher looking at my back, putting his finger along my spine, and eventually, I guess he, they sent a letter home telling me I had to get it checked out by a doctor. And so my mom takes me to this orthopedic, and he has me do the same thing, bend over, touch my toes. And he's just shaking his head. He goes, you don't have scoliosis. You just have bad posture. Oh, see? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that gym teacher was probably, he wanted life. someone with scoliosis. All those years, he wanted to be the one who found it and saved somebody's life. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, yeah, the guy was just like, you know, you got to stand tall like a Marine. That's it. And so my mom was pretty pissed. She had to pay a copay for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I think the problems that you guys had is he was a skinny kid. You were a fat kid. Yeah. And you were standing in a line of other kids with your shirt off. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that was, basically what it comes down to. Right, that was horrible. It was traumatizing for me. I mean, if I had uh, any sort of self-confidence the way I looked back then, I wouldn't have given a crap, but I was, I was miserable. And I remember, like vividly because al was talking about how he got the scoliosis test and you'd go in front of the teacher and then they'd say take your shirt off and then bend down and do whatever you had to do i have vivid rem- memories of the gym teacher like listen we got to get through this so everybody line up and have your shirts off already yes. so we can go we can pump these out one at a time so i just remember standing in a line shirtless with all of my you know Fat. male classmates <laughs> with my my little hairless male boobies <laughs> hanging there Pig. It's just horrible. Like trying to like cover up and God. It's just miserable. There's a skull. There's a guy like me over there. I go, come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah. take your shirt off. Who cares? You're fat. Everybody knows it already. (laughs) You weren't bullied or anything, were you? No, no, no. No, I was probably more of a jerk to. You to probably were a little snapper head. I could, I could just imagine yeah. you just being like a little troublemaker. No, but I mean, it still was like I just, I didn't. I, like, you don't want to take like, having your shirt off in school in front of your classmates is like a nightmare thing. Like you know, you, you ever have the one where you show but at your shoes to school or something like that? You're missing something. You're naked in school. Like that's what that's like a nightmare. No. By the way, I had a, I, I had a dream I had to kill Brandon Tierney because he turned into a zombie. I swear to God. <laughs> All right. yeah, did you see the show Last of Us? Where they uh, turn into the clickers? Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> so he turned into a clicker? And I had to shoot him. 
Yeah. We are unkillable. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you and I was together, like, man. I was so sad about it because, uh, like, I started to see him turn. You know, yes. we were talking about what they were hoping with on BT and Sal. You know, and I was like, you guys have been doing a lot of baseball, and he was like, he was like, really? And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no! And I had a, I had a gun on me. I was like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> blew his head off. And you know what that's from? That's from me driving home listening to them. That's where that's coming from. A hundred tabs of acid. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, and I woke up and I was, it was so like real. I was like, I gotta not see Brandon for a while because it was like so real to me. But you gotta stop listening to them. Yeah, I guess. I do. Maybe I need a break. I'll listen on my way home to something else. A little, little music on the Feel Good Friday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.